You're listening to episode 12 of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Hi, I'm Brent Hasker, the host of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast, and we've got our Dirty Dozen episode here, our 12th episode, and we've got three segments on this podcast. I was going to have a fourth one, but I actually uh, decided to push that out to the uh, next episode, and that was that's a segment I'm doing on the Source Audio C4 guitar pedal, bass synth uh, pedal that they've got out. It's a pretty cool little, little device. Uh, I've got it in my uh, bass rig, and so I wanted to kind of give it a little review here on the podcast and do kind of a run through with it, um, but decided I, I'm just not quite happy with uh, what I got. So I'm going to redo that and uh, have that ready for the uh, next podcast. And uh, also, I wanted to say that I actually had a number of interviews lined up for the uh, podcast, but with all the pandemic stuff, uh, schedules got all a little wacky, and so I haven't had a chance to get uh, any more interviews here lately, but I'm going to try now that things are kind of cooling down it seems like a little bit uh try to get some of those uh those interviews relined back up i'm also looking for other people to interview so if you're listening to this podcast and you're like hey i'm a baseball player i'm a bass player and i i play on a worship team well then hey guess what you're you're exactly the uh, person that i'm looking for so if you got some uh, some good stories or you know you're just uh a uh, good, good, good at a conversation, and uh, we can, uh, you know, you've got some ideas of what uh, some, you know, some cool, interesting things that you can talk about. You know, hit me up, and uh, we'll find out if uh, you're, uh, if we can have you on as a uh, guest, even if it's just for a quick segment, just to, uh, to kind of tell tell us, you know, what's going on in your world. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and get started on the podcast with the uh, first uh, segment. Here we go. Segment one, the story behind the Worship Blender Chapel. So for the past two months, haven't been playing on the platform, anxious to get back, but... Um... Yeah, so during this downtime, which I'll admit, actually, it's kind of been nice uh, not having just the the rush every week of learning songs for two churches and playing in two churches and two rehearsals a week and instead just having time at home with my wife. It's uh, It's been nice. So um, not that I'm making light of the uh, COVID situation, but has been nice being home. One of the things that... I've done, which is this was something that was already in the plans before the COVID, but it actually gave me some time to really focus on building the chapel in our house. We've got a, a big room that we're using as a, a chapel and um, kind of our worship blender chapel, uh, as I've been calling it. And and so, um, and this is our, our new house that we had built. And so um, we've got the big empty open room, but I haven't actually had the time to build the, the altar in the, uh, the house and also some of the other... Um, cosmetic stuff that I wanted to do to the room. So I, I worked on that a lot over the last uh, two months. I got the altar the altar in place and it uh, looks really good. I, I've got to uh, work on the, the paint because I can't quite get the color scheme exactly the way I like it. 
and but otherwise it looks pretty good and i made it up kind of basically as i went along um but it's it was it's a pretty elaborate structure uh i put a photos on, uh, of it on the our Facebook page under uh, facebook.com forward slash bass guitar worship blender you can see uh, photos of the uh, of the altar there and it's pretty cool in that uh, it's got a giant cross and it's uh, kind of away from the wall there's like a fake wall that I built and it, it has some backlighting around it including going up the the cross so in low lighting the the whole cross glows and <laughs> that's pretty cool um so I was happy with that but um the reason why I built it is well number one is I guess you could say you know but if if, if I did it just out because of the COVID situation, you could say, well, because since we didn't, you know, no, nobody can go to church, I guess I just built one in my house. But like I said, this has actually been something, a vision that God gave me two years ago when we were still planning this house that we were going to have built. And God just said, build a chapel. And I immediately, you know, it's God when you immediately start arguing with them. And immediately I said, no, I'm not going to build a chapel. And I started arguing with them. And, and so I know it wasn't my, it wasn't my idea to do that so it is definitely god because i would my flesh was immediately trying to uh to argue with them and, and get out of that responsibility because we didn't think that that was financially a wise decision to just build this chapel on the side of our house but we did it and it turned out it it worked out and it's uh it's a great space and so been using this downtime to help start getting it uh in place so that we can start utilizing it when all these bands are lifted and we can start you know communing together again and the kind of the one of the well the overall visions number one it's a great space for really anything it's uh great for family gatherings it, it would it'll be great to do some bible study gatherings um you know it's it's a space where now I'm, I'm recording the podcast i'm in the room now recording the podcast um you know there's space for musicians to record and have a little worship gatherings so it's overall it's got a lot of you know i can do video production in here got plenty of room for video production which i want to start getting back to i've we've got the worship blender video channel which i haven't done many videos lately you know ever since we moved out of the old house and been transferring over to this new house but uh some of the bigger visions too that i have for this space is you know i'm right now i'm playing with on the worship team in two on two worship teams and so I know a lot of musicians from those two teams and um, would like to continue to, to get, you know, be introduced to more and more musicians and kind of build like a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a, uh, to kind of pull people together, kind of like a, uh, not commune, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but like a, um, oh gosh, uh, like a, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but like a little community um, separate from church, not nothing that replaces church, but just a place where various musicians from other locations can all kind of gather together and, you know, do worship that whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's just, you know, playing songs that we all know or teaching others, each other songs that we know or writing songs or whatever, but just kind of like a gathering where people can get together and kind of, you know, even if it's a rotating team of just people 
people that can get together and have fun doing music and worship together. I even started uh, tinkering around with the uh, keyboard again uh, during this downtime because I actually had some downtime. I've been able to kind of play some keyboard again too. So I actually was learning some old hymns and stuff like that. So I think that would be fun to have a gathering of people over and just do some old hymns and things like that. But you know, the, the idea of kind of having a network of people that you all kind of, you know, bring in together into this space. And because, you know, one of the things that, that, uh, I've always kind of, I mean, it's great that we have churches where people can go and you've got your church family and you can gather at one place under one roof with, with various people. And I think that's fantastic. And so you have your, your immediate church family, just like you have your immediate family at home. But I also think, you know, we're, of course, we're part of the body of Christ, all believers. So really, all other churches that are believers, all of them are our extended family. And so I think being able to, you don't, it's not every day that you're spending time with your extended family. You, you spend every day with your immediate family, and then you have special gatherings where you get together with your extended family. And I kind of see that as the same thing where, um, you know, there would be special gatherings where you have your extended family, you bring them in, people from all different churches that can gather at one spot and kind of get together and uh, learn from one another and have fun together and build networks together. And then we go back to our, you know, our, our home churches and we, you know, we uh, spend time then with, with our immediate family, our immediate church family. So that's kind of like the vision I have. I kind of see this network forming where, you know, people can gather together and kind of go beyond what they're just doing on the worship team at their own home church and be able to kind of expand a little bit and, and have some fun in some different areas. So that's kind of one of the, the overall uh, visions that I have for this space. And, you know, hopefully we'll we'll make it happen. Um, I, I think God's behind it. So I, I do think that uh, it'll happen and also be able to use it for educational space for maybe uh, training people how to read music and basic theory and things like that, or, you know, people who aren't necessarily singers, um, have them over and teach them how to, to sing harmonies so that, you know, you can do old hymnals and, and have people actually sing in all the different harmony parts. And I don't know, th those are just ideas that I, I think would be really cool to pursue and to get people gather together and, and, uh, beyond just, you know, our, we shouldn't just be our own little, you know, okay, here's our church and we're our own little silo that, you know, we don't have anything to do with the rest of the, you know, the body of Christ. We're just gonna, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to kind of have arms out into different areas and, and interact with, with other people in other churches while still having strong roots in your, in your home church. So that's kind of the, the vision and what we're trying to do here with this little chapel. And at the same time, it's just a nice quiet space for just me and my wife to spend some time in and, and uh, be with the Lord and, and just, uh, just do some family stuff. Segment two. Changing your hand position to change your tone. This next segment features some actual playing on my bass. So if you're if you're not listening to it on an actual pair of speakers, uh, you're just listening to it on like say your your phone uh, speaker, you probably won't hear the bass that I'm playing. Um, so just want to point that out to you uh, phone listeners. 
Okay, so I want to talk to you about a bass guitar technique, which I think probably most people are already familiar with the fact that with your right hand, depending on whether you play right over the pickup, a little bit more towards the bridge or a little bit more towards the neck of the bass, that you can actually get a little bit of a different tone. And um, so if you're not familiar with that, um, I'll show you here, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll play a play a, a bass line that covers a lot of notes and a lot of strings so you can kind of hear it over the you know more of a range of the instrument um, I think we're all familiar with the uh, the Jocko sound where you play close to the bridge especially on a jazz bass with the bridge pickup up and you kind of get that kind of little gar get that you kind of get that little uh, uh, growly tone uh, so something like this something like that Whereas I play it more over the pickup. Play it more towards the bridge. So that's, uh, that's, you know, playing it more towards the bridge on a jazz bass. Or also, if you can go, you know, I, I never used to play, I play closer to the neck, but the thing I want to show you, which you may not ever exper experimented with, and I've been experimenting it with, with it more lately, uh, when I heard some people talking about it on a forum online, is actually playing over the actual neck of the bass with your right hand. I always thought, well, why in the world would you do that? That's just getting completely out of, I mean, there's no purpose there. But actually, you can kind of get some, some cool sounds, or you can control your dynamics a little better. Um, so if I take that same bass line, and now I've got my right hand over the actual neck, um, approximately around the uh, 16th fret on a jazz bass. So then you get a sound like this. You can kind of hear how it's a it's a it's a weirder sound. It almost has a little bit of like a, a synth synthy kind of sound to it. play it over the pick pickup and it sounds more like versus and so you can kind of get some different timber timbers you can kind of get some different sounds by playing uh, you know up and down the actual neck which I never did before and I'd see people doing that I'm like that looks stupid why, why are you doing that but now it's like okay that's kind of cool I I'm doing it myself now um, but you can also kind of control dynamics a lot of times like especially if I've got the compressor pedal on let me turn my compressor pedal on all right and so again the let's say like um, you know, I've got the compressor on, and then I realize, okay, we've, we've really brought the music down. The, the pastor's maybe talking over the music, so he wants us to play really quietly. So maybe, you know, instead of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of now trying to. So even with a, uh, with a compressor pedal on, I can still control the dynamics a little bit more playing over the actual neck so I'm like practically coming right up on close to like the 12th fret with my my right hand 
Whereas if I was playing over the pickup, see, and it's a, it's a brighter, um, even, even if the volume isn't a whole lot different, actually it's kind of hard to hear on the recording, but in a live situation I can actually better control volume and keep it keep it uh, softer by playing over the neck, but also because the tone changes, it's not as snappy, you know, that's over the pickup. And then that's over the 12th fret. So it kind of kills off some of the, the snappiness and allows it to uh, be a little bit more of a, a mellower tone. So I, I've been doing that more on the bass, especially as we get into quiet sections. And, um, you know, it's otherwise, you know, you, you know, you get your compressor on or, or even if you take your compressor off and you're still playing through the, the, you know, PAs and the subs and everything else, it seems like every little light touch you do, you know, is going to reverberate all throughout the, the room. But um, by changing my technique like that, like I said, it's hard to tell on a recording, but in a live situation, you can kind of, you can definitely um, work the bass a little bit more and be able to control your dynamics. So something to try. I thought I'd point it out. Like I said, I know most people are already familiar with playing, moving your right hand around to change your tone, but um, I've known that technique for many, many years, but yet um, I actually never went beyond the, the neck with my right hand until recently and started going up the frets and realizing, hey, there's even more sounds that, uh, and you know, more can, more things you can do with the bass. So I thought I would share that with you and hopefully it uh, can help you out. Segment three, playing sitting down. Yeah, I have to admit, I kind of get jealous of the worship teams that play sitting down. You know, the ones where they're kind of off to the side of the platform. The singers are up singing, uh, up there singing, but the, the the worship team is over to the side or they're sitting down in a pit somewhere or just somewhere out of sight. I uh, kind of like that idea. There's uh, number one is I think it's cool that um, it takes your focus away from the musicians and just puts it on the singers who are singing the words which is really what's uh, ministering to the people and, and you're just out of the way and you're just supporting supporting the singers and, and the, the word that they're singing. So in the first, I've been on the worship team about seven years now, in the first six years on the worship team, I think just about, if not every service, very few exceptions, I think I've played standing up. I've always played standing up um, on, on bass and so last year or so I've probably been playing about 50% of the time sitting down for various reasons. Gosh, I guess I'm getting a little older, but you know, I realized my feet were really starting to hurt when I was standing for a long period of time, found out I had some falling arches. So I had to get some inserts for my shoes that kind of took care of that problem. But then I also, I've been doing a lot of hard manual labor around the house and throwing out my back a few times. So I had to sit down when my back has been, you know, out of whack. Um, and then, uh, well, those are kind of the main reasons I keep seeming to have this bad habit of overdoing my back this year. Uh, so I've been sitting a lot more lately and I, I, I kind of, well, I do, I enjoy playing sitting down more. I think it, it, I think you play a lot differently sitting down. You're more focused when you're sitting down. And, and if you look in recording studios, when people are doing recording, it seems like most of the times guitar and bass players, when they're in the recording studio, they actually play 
sitting down um, because they can focus more on their instrument. They can look at their fretboard better. Everything's a little bit more in front of them. So I just, I tend to, I tend to play, I think, better when I sit down. It just, it kind of allows you to just kind of be focused on your playing and less about, you know, trying to, you know, perform and, you know, look cool or whatever with your guitar on. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I like the idea of being out of the way and just playing sitting down. Now, there are disadvantages to playing sitting down, and one of the things that I've been you know, I, I, you know, I know that I'm self-taught and, you know, I have great technique on piano because that was my original instrument, had all the classical piano lessons, but on bass, I'm self-taught. So I know my technique isn't 100% perfect. And one of the issues that I, I know that I'm guilty of is I tend to, um, even when I stand up, I wear my bass a little bit high. So my arm, ten, my right arm tends to, well, it bends at the wrist. And you know, kind of that, that, I wish I could show you, you know, you, but you know, that classic bass player position where you, you see the bass player, he's really jamming and his, his wrist is like down completely. And he's plucking at the, the strings with his fingers. That is definitely more accented when you're, when you're sitting down. However, that's not necessarily a good angle for your hand when you're playing that way, because it can cause uh, more strain on the tendons and I think around your wrist and along your forearm and whatnot. So you shouldn't really play with that angle of a wrist, which of course, when you're playing sitting down, it's hard not to. Otherwise you got your elbow poking straight up in the air. That's a challenge there, but overall, you know, it's, it's just funner to, to, to place and down for me anyway. Uh, of course, lately now the last, you know, before we were, you know, had this COVID thing, I was starting to stand up more and, and enjoying playing standing up again. So, um, anyway, it's, <laughs> but anyway, I like the idea of, of being off to the side and, you know, you see that a lot with, you know, gospel churches where, uh, the band's just really hardcore and they're just jamming out and they're all sitting over in the side of the, the platform. And so I don't know, I just, I like that idea. And I, I, I like the idea of taking the, the focus off off of the instruments and putting it, you know, on the singers and the, and the words that are being sung. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast, or is it just Bass Guitar Worship Blender? I can never remember. Either way, I'm sure you can uh, you can find us on on uh, Facebook and uh, join our Facebook group as well. And also, if uh, if you happen to like what you uh, hear on the podcast, make sure to uh, give us a a good review on iTunes, and uh, we would appreciate that. If you didn't like what you heard on the podcast, we'll just pretend like I didn't say anything at all about about reviews. So anyway, um, God bless you. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you next time.